morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. The date is Wednesday, June 22nd. Hope you're having a good start to your morning so far. Elton, how are you doing, man? Doing fine, my friend. It feels like a Monday here, but you know, when the off day kicks in, bro, it throws off my whole equilibrium. So, I mean, Charlie, whatever day it is, it's a good one. I agree. I agree. Um, we have a fun little... Well, first, okay, it's the anniversary of The Fast and the Furious coming out, the first one ever. Um, and Elton and I were not going to mention it because phew, we're going to get in trouble. You want to get you, have you seen? Have you seen the first one, Elton? No, but I have the soundtrack. <laughs> Does that count? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that counts. We're going to count that. Um, I, too, have not seen a Fast and Furious movie, and I feel bad about it. But Bo, our co-host, has seen all of them, and he has a ranking on our site. Um, so look up Fast and Furious ranking, 137 p.m., and you can see Bo's rankings of it. Uh, I I got to watch them, and then I could compare with the ranking. But the thing that I did want to talk about on this day that I am familiar with is it's also Meryl Streep's birthday. And I feel like Meryl Streep is on a very, very short list of the most accomplished actors of all time. Um, I believe she is to date still the actor with the most uh, Oscar wins. Elton, any thoughts? Or do you know if that's can you confirm or deny? Uh, all I know is when I reach into my uh, social media gift bag, I always go for the Meryl Streep joint where she has her like hands around her mouth and she's saying something exciting. Like, of course, <laughs> you can see me right now. I'm doing the same thing. Uh, she has a oh, sorry record nomination. She's been nominated for 21 Oscars, uh, a record, and she has won three. Dang. Um, I personally, I know that she's been in movies for so, so, so long. Kramer vs. Kramer in the 70s, Sophie's Choice. Um, it's like she has been part of Hollywood for so, so, so long. But for me, um, the biggest parts of my life were Mamma Mia because that movie mm. is totally epic. And then uh, the Devil Wears Prada. I rewatched recently, and <laughs> where she plays a a version of Anna Wintour, who um we met with some of these designers who had worked with Anna Wintour at some point. And it was funny to hear them describe her as difficult, uh, as she Anna Wintour is known <laughs> for being fairly word? yeah yeah absolutely. Uh, she's known for being difficult and um a little severe, and I would say that and very involved also like nitpicking. Um, and that is Meryl's depiction of the character in The Devil Wears Prada. If you haven't seen The Devil Wears Prada since it came out in 2006, give it a rewatch because it is a totally epic movie. I won't lie. Yeah, Charlie, I think we're going to need a sequel with Kanye as like a mockumentary oh, about true. Yeezy employees. I think, that I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I do have a friend of a friend who worked for Yeezy and they were kind of like it's not good. It, it, it seemed <laughs> crazy. Um, Alright, Bet Elton, uh, with that um, let's talk about Beyonce. That song dropped, leaked, secretly leaked on Monday, dropped for real Monday night, Tuesday morning, and is now charting. Elton, what's going on? Entertainment. Dude, so like, I peeped the song, I finally listened to it today, and it's just fire. I don't know what it is this summer. Like, everybody's like, we outside. And it's clearly the house music trend is going hard. Drake put out his album last week, which I got to admit was a very poor attempt at a house music vibe. Beyonce came through fully, though, like, it sounds like, uh, what's that joke from the 90s? Uh, Crystal Waters' uh, Gypsy Woman song. Ooh. It sounds just like it, dude. It gives me the oh, really? same feeling. Charlie, oh, that's fun. you love it, bro. Big, Big Frida, a voice samples, I believe is on it too. So, Charlie, you you definitely rock out to it on a Friday night at like 3 a.m. Oh, okay, I'm going to listen. It's also currently number one on iTunes in 29 countries, number five on the Apple Music charts. Um, and it's been like the song has, at the time of recording right now, been out for under 24 hours. And at the time you're listening to this, under 48 hours, um, which is absolutely insane. I also something fun about house music. Um, and I know Drake put out this bad track, but this friend of a friend of mine who is an artist uh, who was on Tyler, the Creator's Project, Little Boy Daisy is her name. She she posted on Instagram the other day, like at Drake. Um 
was was your project influenced by Sade? Mm. And uh, he totally responded and DM'd her back and was like, yes, it absolutely was. Good ear. Um, and so that's something that I think is super funny because it's like the album's bad. The album's bad. But it is good to hear that there was some thought that went into it and that it was sort of his play on Sade. I thought it was sort of a funny Who is it inspired by Sade at this point, though, Charlie? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we got other music stuff. Elton, Kid Cudi, what's up? Yes, Charlie, it is just summer festival season. Everybody's out on the road again. Everybody's in the crowd going nuts. It feels great. So Kid Cudi is going to hit the road this summer for his own marquee tour. It's actually going to stretch way into the fall. So the name of this big tour is called To The Moon, which makes a ton of sense considering Cudi's whole cool, spacey vibes. Along with Cudi as the clear headlining act, the other artists confirmed to be performing on this tour are Don Tolliver, YSL Strick, Hope I'm saying this right. 070 Shake or 070 Shake? Yeah. And the homie Denzel Curry. The man, Denzel Curry, is just a freestyle aficionado. He's a beast. Check him out, especially if you go I check agree. out the Denzel tour. Curry, in my opinion, and it's hard to say this about somebody who is immensely popular, but Denzel Curry is, in my opinion, one of, if not the most underrated rapper in the game. Denzel Curry is incredible, incredible. Yeah, man. Rapping over Katrin. Now the music production is just... Who else can do that? I agree. <laughs> The tour is actually going to kick off in Vancouver on August 16th, and it's going to wrap up in Milan. So this thing is going international on November 22nd. His new album, Enter Galactic, that's Enter, like E-N-T-E-R, Galactic, is going to drop on September 30th. So it might be worth waiting for those post-September tour dates if you really want to hear all those new songs live and in person. Charlie, I'm not going to go to the Japanese and Milan shows, but if it comes to like, you know, Brooklyn, uh, Flushing Queens, you know, we might, we might stroll out there. That is interesting that he's releasing an album mid-tour. I feel like traditionally you release an album and then do the tour to tour the album. But right. Kid Cudi's not much of a traditionalist, so we'll see. I'm excited about his album. It'll be, I think it'll be a fun one. It'll be dope. Let's head away from Kid Cudi and hand it to some Spider-Man. Crazy transition there. <laughs> yeah, hopping over into entertainment and collectibles. Um, a single page of a Spider-Man comic sold for $3.36 million. So actually, uh, I wanted to include the story because it was trending on Twitter. But then when I looked into it, this is actually kind of an old story. This happened a few months ago, mm. um, but it was going really viral on Twitter again yesterday. Um, people were talking about it. But so in January of this year, um, a, uh, a page from 1984's Secret Wars, uh, that series, that comic series uh, from Secret Wars number eight. It was specifically page 25 which is the first, uh, the, the story that comic depicts the origin story of Spider-Man's black costume, which has now become one of his most iconic variation costumes. Yeah. Um, so it's the first page depicting the black costume. It's a totally epic page. I won't lie. It's super sick. And so, but the next part is, is it sick enough that I would have spent $3.36 million on it? Unknown. Um, <laughs> but uh, somebody bought it for $3.36 million at Heritage Auctions in January of this year, shattering the record for a comic art sale. It is the highest, it is the highest selling piece of comic art of any time um and then i uh and at that same auction actually page 24 from the same book sold for two hundred eighty-eight thousand dollars. these are from the 1980s by the way so it's not really like sells from like the 40s you know like it's not that old um and then i did a little bit of research because this was a while ago to see if anything has broken the record since no uh it is still the highest comic art sale of all time um earlier this month the original cover for batman the dark knight returns one of the most iconic comic books of all time sold for or graphic novels sold for 2.4 million dollars at an online auction um but that still is a million shy of the spidey comic um but it is crazy i feel like 
collectibles. We talk about collectibles a lot. Um, comics have always been kind of creeping up behind sports cards and all these things, but with a multiple million dollar sales this year, um, I love comics are so fun because you instead of tying speculation to sort of just like uh, with stocks, tying it to corporations or things like that. What's so fun about comics is you tie it to sort of like your investment in these characters. Um, and so like, I, I don't think Spider-Man is going to go away anytime soon. Yeah, but, Charlie. Uh, yes, my dad so. always like reminds me like, yeah, you remember that old Randy Stippy comic you had as a kid and you ripped it up? Now it's cost a thousand dollars on eBay. I'm like, yeah, I know. I messed up. <laughs> right. Yeah. I got to look. I had all these and I, I don't know where they went. My parents moved out of their house, but we, uh, I had this big binder filled with all these comic cards that I had Ooh, that had like, the all Marvel? the Spider-Man villains. All, and I don't know where they are, but I think if I find it, it's gonna be it's gonna be my nest egg. I'm gonna be rich, <laughs> but I just I can't find it anywhere. Oh man, the old we're moving. You're gonna go to the house first when we throw out all your co- kid collectibles trick. Ah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see. Um, hopping over into sports. Rob Gronkowski has announced his retirement after 11 seasons. As you know, if you listen to the pod, I don't follow the NFL that much, but I did a lot growing up. And so Gronk is a name I I, I know very well. Um, The future NFL Hall of Famer Rob Gronkowski announced on Monday that he would be officially retiring from pro football after playing for 11 seasons known I mean, maybe as much for his off-field antics as he was on the field. I'd say he's known more for being on the field. I don't know. Connor wrote that up. I'd say on the field. But also, he's he's just sort of a, a fun guy off the field. Um, he's one of the best tight ends to ever play the game. Uh, he had retired once before and then joined Tom Brady in Tampa Bay once Brady decided to head down there. These football players, they love to fake retire. Uh, <laughs> to give a quick rundown of just some of the stuff he accomplished, which this was a good reminder for me. He's a four-time Super Bowl champ, four-time first-team All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowl selection, 92 receiving touchdowns, which is the third most of all time by a tight end. That's crazy for a tight end, 92 touchdowns, geez. And 32 games with more than 100 receiving yards, which is the most by a tight end in NFL history. Um, I don't follow football that well, but as somebody who followed it growing up, I think it's safe to say Rob Gronkowski will go down as one of the greatest players of all time one of the, and firmly one of the best tight ends of all time. Also, by the way, wrestling fans everywhere, they were annoyed to see him because he was one of the worst personalities on WWE TV in, I'd say, 2020, 2021, and Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner. Eh, has some wrestling credentials here and there, too. So, yeah. Hall of Famer. Okay. <laughs> All right. If you're a big, if you're big and you're an athlete or something like that, you gotta go oh, wrestle at some point. Because like, isn't Rob Gronkowski is, isn't he like six six? I feel like he's a pretty big boy. Let's find out. Yeah. 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 He's six six. It's just like like Dennis Rodman had to go wrestle. It's like if you're so big, what are you? Come get on, over there. come go on wrestle. over here real, real quick. It's so fun. <laughs> exactly. Um, that is it for today's episode. For more detail on these stories and more, head to 137pm.com. Oh, hop on Twitter today. We'll be doing a Twitter live space uh, where we'll record an episode, so make sure to tune in. Um, be sure to hop in the Discord, talk to the community. We will be back tomorrow. As always, remember, stay curious. Stay curious.